Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. I am Scott Wade, your host on Casual Conversations. I am joined today by Drs. John and Anita High. Good morning, John. Good morning, Anita. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Pastor Scott? I'm doing just great. Thank you for coming on Casual Conversations today. As I uh, look at you over the uh, internet here, I see that you survived the uh, the storms of California as the hurricane blew in. Right. Uh, somehow, we we thank God for His grace and for His mercy. But uh, fortunately, San Diego was spared much of it. We've had just a steady rain for the last maybe day yeah. and a half. Well, that's yeah. about a year's worth then, isn't it, for San Diego? Yeah. <laughs> for some people, yeah. You're right. <laughs> uh, so we great. were talking talking earlier before we came on this morning about um, uh, people on the West Coast think of hurricanes differently from people on the East Coast, which both of you, I believe, are from the East Coast. And so um, uh, maybe we won't make too much fun of the West Coast, when it comes to hurricanes, if y'all don't make too much fun of us when it comes to earthquakes. So exactly. <laughs> that's a good deal, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, just for full disclosure here, I, I met uh, Anita several weeks ago when she was the uh, special speaker at her father's retirement celebration and service here in Charleston, South Carolina. He had been the pastor at Sea Island International Church for nearly 20 years. And uh, they had an international day, and I was a guest there just to enjoy the service. I didn't have any part of the service other than worshiping the Lord, but uh, Anita spoke that morning, and um, I I got to meet her, and uh, I was so blessed in my spirit, Anita, that I wanted you to uh, to come on Casual Conversations, and we got a bonus, John. We got you yeah. to come on with her. Thank you. Thank God. Uh, thank, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Well, um, we're going to go ahead and let you introduce your your ministry, Te Ule, which is in uh, Kenya. And uh, I could tell them a little bit more, but why should I when the people who, who know all about it could do that? So uh, tell us, what is Te Ule? All right. Well, thank you, Pastor Scott. Um, te Ule in Swahili um, means chosen. It's that you that you pronounce U. Te Ule. It's actually Te Ule Kenya and meaning chosen. Um, and my name again is John and my last name is Hai and I'm born again. I love the Lord with all my heart, with all my mind and all my strength. And I got saved in 1991 and that's uh, God called me into missions. I actually come from a family background of missions. My parents were missionaries former missionaries in Nigeria and West Africa. And so I was called to Kenya. And after serving a year in South Sudan, I saw the plight of street children uh, in 1994. And um, God pulled my heart, told me to do something about it. And so I jumped in and um, we've been going ever since. And that's how uh, Te Ule came about. Uh, formerly, we were under a different name, but in 2010, we adopted, our kids gave us the name Te Ule. And I'm here with my lovely wife, Anita, and she 
will want to say something, I'm sure. I know she, I know what she's going to say. No, I don't really, but I can say this much. Anita, what you said about John was true. You were so excited to brag about your husband when you were at the service here in Charleston a month or so ago. And so uh, he's a great guy. So what what can you add besides about what a great guy you married? And that just proves your superior intelligence, right? <laughs> what would you add to the story of Teule? What I would add to the story of Teule is that it truly is um, a work of faith. And um, I, I do admire my husband and not only his love for the Lord, but his um, submission to the call of God in his life to just step out in faith as a, as a young man with no experience in the kind of work that he did and to see how far it's come. Um, you know, going, starting off with street kids, working in a park, um, you know, having an informal school to now having a formal school in our current location of Loy Tok Tok, a home. A point stuff. Yeah, we have, you know, social workers and qualified teachers and um, just staff that are called to serve this generation and it really is the work of God and we're so blessed to be a part of it. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for that. And uh, John, I know that you have a meeting that you have to go to and uh, you, you agreed to, uh, to be on with us uh, before that. And I appreciate it so much. And I'll just kind of give a spoiler alert for our listeners that uh, you both have agreed to be on with us again next week. And so yeah. we'll be able to, to hear a little more from you then, but I want to thank you for being on today. God thank bless you. you. As well. God bless you as well. Thank you. Well, Anita, as I was looking at your uh, your website for Teule, I noticed that you have four things that are kind of central to what you do. Would you describe those for our listeners, please? Yes, of course. So um, the vision of Teule is to see vulnerable children transformed, living in Christ-centered families. And so we do that and demonstrate the love of Jesus through holistic child care. Um, and that means that we want to take care of the physical needs of the child in regards to providing food, shelter, clothing, but also um, taking care of their emotional and developmental needs. Um, many of the children who come into our program also have experienced some type of trauma. So we also provide psychosocial support through our social work team. And we have a qualified counselor that also does individual group and family therapy. And then we also offer quality education. So we operate a registered primary school in our community that is um, Christian-based, but we also have a social emotional curriculum called the leader in me that offers leadership training, but also teaches the children um, emotional intelligence and other types of um, social emotional skills like leadership, problem solving, cooperation, and those type of skills. Then we also do family empowerment, and that can look different depending if the child's staying in our program or once they've transitioned out of our program um, into what we call our community base. 
So that is parent trainings. We um, offer parent trainings at least three times a year during the holiday break. And then we also do family assessments um, when children are referred to us through the children's office or the courts. And we walk that journey with the family, um, whether it's a single mom, a grandparent, uh, older sibling in empowering them not only emotionally to take care of their child, but also um, economically to help them um, provide for their child once they're um, returned and transitioned back to the community. And then we have our spiritual discipleship program because uh, we believe that true transformation happens in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And although we know not everyone is going to choose Christ, we want to introduce each and every child and family to the authentic Jesus. And we do this through um, Bible studies in the home. Our school has a chapel service once a month, once a week. Uh, our kids also have a Bible study and we belong to a local church because we believe that the local church is our spiritual home. So we fellowship at Full Gospel um, Churches of Kenya in Loitoktok. Our, and all our kids attend there. They go to Sunday school. The children who are interested participate in the youth group there at the church. The church youth group also will come to the home a couple times a month and do sessions there. And we have some kids that participate in the worship team. So just enabling them to get plugged in and be part of a home church, we think it's very important. And those that are in the community, we try to connect them to a Bible-believing faith fellowship. So if they're not in our home um, living, the, those that are in the community, we make sure they get connected to a, a good church. All right. So um, you're addressing, you said in your website, you're addressing the, uh, the root causes of poverty and hunger. Mm -hmm. Uh, tell tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, biblically, the root cause of all poverty and lack is sin. But when we look at kind of the natural sources, it's lack of opportunity, lack of education, lack of understanding. And so as an organization, we try to intervene at all those levels, you know, understanding how to gain resources, manage your resources, be good stewards of your resources, whether it's not only your time, your finances, um, even your talents. And so that's something that we teach our kids very early on to be good stewards. What level of poverty are you ministering to? Um, is, that, is that a proper question to ask? Yes, I think it is very, very, um, very pertinent. I think uh, the statistics, and I'll have to check on to make sure I'm, I'm speaking accurately, but most Kenyans um, live on less than $5 a day. And so when you talk about the level of poverty, Kenya as a society, um, the, about 49% of the population is under the age of 30. 30. The in unemployment rate is upwards of 30%. And still, it's a very highly educated um, country. Uh, like the literacy rate is close to 90%. There are a lot of individuals who have gone to college, 
but there's no opportunity. So you have that aspect. And then when you are in a rural area like we live in, um, there are people who have not completed high school. There are no jobs except for what people are able to do on a day-to-day basis, whether it's working at a farm, selling some kind of goods at a market. Um, so you have grandmothers who are taking care of three or four children because their children, their children have gone to the city to make a living and they're left to fend for their household um, with no job and limited resources. A lot of people are going to the larger cities for opportunities, for jobs. And so it's not uncommon to even see households where you might have a mother and father because they both um, need employment. One's living in one part of the country and another's living in another part of the country. But what ends up happening sometimes is you start having extra families that are created in these um, situations and maybe a new spouse isn't willing to take on children from a previous relationship. And now these kids are abandoned or they're sent to live with their grandparents. And so you also have these broken homes that are facilitated by people looking for opportunities to have a a living wage. So um, before we, before we move on, I just wanted to uh, address one other thing that uh, I noticed that, that you're working hard to provide and that's clean water. Is that in the area where you are, is that a particular situation that, faced in rural areas? Yes. Clean water, access to clean water is a huge need. Um, We actually have a borehole well where we provide um, water for the children in the home, um, our school, our farm, but also people are able to buy water from our kiosk at a reasonable price. Even in the home that my husband and I live in, even though we have access to water, uh, you can go days where your the tank is empty, the water hasn't come in, even though you've paid for that service. So um, a steady supply of fresh water is very important and um, a huge need. Okay, one more thing, and then I'm going to give you an opportunity for a commercial or to promote uh, people to uh, to be involved. But um, and, and this, uh, you and I talked about a few moments ago before we began our recording, and that's gender equality. Yeah. When we think of the children that are being placed in our program, most of them are identified through the children's officers. And um, where we operate in Kenya, there's a large Maasai community. Um, and the Maasai community is a tribe that sticks to a lot of their traditional values compared to some of the other communities in Kenya. Um, One of those practices, although it's illegal, is early child marriage and FGM or female circumcision. And that is a custom that happens when a girl turns 12 to 13. Maybe they've been promised to an older gentleman in the community. And through that promise, family receives cows or goats or some type of payment and the child the young girl will go through circumcision and be married off to be 
usually a third, fourth, or fifth wife to an elder in the community. So with our program, um, girls who've been identified as being at risk of early marriage or circumcision can be reported to a local chief, which is kind of like a mayor in that community. And once they're identified, they can be protected under the law and will come into a program like ours where we help provide education for that girl. Um, at the same time, we know that girl will have to go back to her community. So we will also work with the family and try to educate them and empower them to see the value of educating their daughters. Um, going back to the, um, to, I'll tell a quick story of some of the young ladies that have grown up into our program. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, during that process of reintegration and going home on the holidays, um, some of our Maasai girls came back to the program, recognizing that a lot of their peers were either married early or having babies early or still engaging in FGM and they wanted to do something about it. And so they came back and asked our counselor and our programs department if they could do a session for their community, for girls in their community and tell them about um, how to say no to early marriage, how to say no to early pregnancy. And so um, we talked to leaders in that community. They were able to give us a space at our local church. Um, we had about 30 girls walk miles to be a part of this program where our girls talked about um, goal setting and the importance of education. So not our staff, our girls from our program, those that were part of the tribe and also girls from other communities um, got to share. And we also got to give out packages of um, new underwears and um, sanitary pads. Uh, there's something called period poverty where because girls don't have access to pads, they don't go to school. Um, so giving them those resources is a huge benefit. Um, some girls will even um, sell their bodies so that they can get pads. So when we talk about gender equality, we're talking about giving these girls the opportunity to continue school, to have access to things that we take for granted, like pads and tampons. And so they can continue school. They don't have to stay home as well as um, being able to take care of their own bodies. So you're, um, your ministry goes well beyond Teule and yeah. touches, touches children just in the community as well, especially young girls. So, but I want to, uh, I want to say a prayer for you and John and, um, and, and for your ministry there. Can I do that? Yes, please. Our father in heaven, we thank you today for Anita and John. We thank you that you placed on their heart, this vision, and you brought them together to fulfill your vision. And I saw the numbers, Lord, hundreds of lives have been changed and are being changed. Continue to bless them. Give to them the resources, the contacts, the favor of the local people, everything that they need to accomplish your will, that, that the righteousness and justice of God's kingdom uh, would be uh, manifest in that place. And we thank you for 
for the blessings that we have in Jesus. Help us to share that in tangible ways. We pray in your name. Amen. Before we go, I want to give you an opportunity to uh, to just uh, tell our tell our listeners where they could uh, go and and uh, give to your ministry and to your mission there, and um, perhaps how they could be involved. Did you do that? Yes, we'd love to. Um, so you can find us on the web. We're at www org. It's T-E-U-L-E, Kenya, K-E-N-Y-A dot org. And, um, you know, you can go donate um, through sponsorship. We have child sponsorship. Uh, if you want to sponsor a primary, care, uh, primary school child, that's $50 a month or any amount that you can afford or a secondary student. So um, giving children access to secondary school. Uh, we have an education fund. So uh, not only does our school provide education for the students within our program, about two thirds of our school are community-based. And some of those students have difficulty making their school fees. So our education fund not only helps our kids transition to higher levels of education, but also provides scholarships for needy students in the community. Uh, if you want to volunteer, we have volunteer opportunities. Um, teams can come serve at Tate Ule, whether it's a work trip or if you want to come as an individual and give your time, you can help work in our farm, work at our school. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities to come and be a part of what we're doing as well as um, following us online. We have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram, um, sharing our stories, following us. Uh, there's many ways that people can be a part of what we're doing. So we, we're we just grateful for just when God puts it on someone's heart to be a part of what we're doing. Um, we don't take that lightly and we appreciate every bit of support. Thank you. Thank you. And um, thanks for being on today. I appreciate that. And uh, please uh, let John know as well. He had to slip out to, for that other meeting, but we do certainly appreciate you coming on. And yeah. I would encourage our listeners to go to uh, teulekenya.org. I'll put that address on the, um, the podcast description so they can look that up and just click right on it. So, all right, Dr. High, thank you so much. I appreciate you, you. being here with us. And uh, uh, I guess right before we go, I just, I want to tell the uh, our listeners that we are going to have another program with you next week. You're going to be back on, you and John will be with us and tell us some of the amazing things that God did and is doing in your lives, uh, more on a personal level. And I know our listeners would love to get to know you. God bless you. Thank you for being on. Well, that's it for today's casual conversation. Appreciate everybody listening. And don't forget to come back next week and check out the description in this podcast and make sure you visit their website at teulekenya.org. God bless you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at momentumministries.org. That's Momentum Ministries with two M's in the middle dot O-R-G. 
God bless you and have a great day.